Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to have the top Fairfax County government employee, Ed Long, county executive with us. Mr. Long is retiring soon on Friday, September 15th, closing out 40 years of service to the county in the Department of Management and Budget, Deputy County Executive, and now is County Executive. So, Mr. Long, thanks for uh, taking time to be with us on the County Conversation. Welcome. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Glad to have you here. A lot to talk about. I guess... uh, to start with, before we kind of get into where you've been, what you're doing, kind of the position, the, that that kind of thing, um, give us a little um, education, if you will, on, on how the county government works. Some places a county executive is elected. Here in Fairfax County, it's, it's not an elected position. There's a board of supervisors. There's a county executive. How does that work? Well, uh, Fairfax operates under the urban county executive form of government. And you're right, uh, our 10-member board, of which we have to remember the only person elected at large, is the chairman. Mm -hmm. The other nine board members are elected by district. Uh, They appoint a county executive. And to keep it simple, uh, basically the board sets policy and the county executive and staff implement that policy. And, of course, you can imagine with a government our size, over 13,000 employees, uh, an $8 billion budget, which is larger than many, many states, uh, there's a lot to do. So the leadership team the deputy county executives, the department heads play an integral role in making sure that uh, things get done uh, the way the board, uh, you know, desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can imagine with a population that size, uh, things are, I, like I always say, one size doesn't fit all in the county. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Uh, when I first came with the county, we operated pretty much in smokestacks. But today, it's very much a flat organization. We mm-hmm. operate as teams. Every issue seems to affect many agencies. Right, right. Um, so there's always lots going on. And I think just seeing what's going on in Houston, uh, you know, there are things that you don't plan on happening, which right. we know the unexpected will happen. And we've been through some of those events here in the county, certainly not to the magnitude of what's uh, happening in Houston or in New Orleans with Katrina, yeah. but uh, we have we have experienced those events absolutely, too. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what does a and this is going to sound dumb when I ask it. What does a county executive do? Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's strange. Uh, I do a lot of meetings. A lot of people want to uh, meet with me. Uh, leadership and direction is probably yeah. one of the biggest things. Uh, people, you know, uh, like to know where you're going, what the recommendations will be, what we're going to mm-hmm. recommend to the board. Mm-hmm. The board makes all the major decisions in the county. Right. Uh, staff provides recommendations uh, to them uh, with appropriate uh, information as to why we are we think we should go to, right. in a certain direction. Um, I think the face of the county, uh, you know, you go out. I, I, one of the most uh, fun things I get to do is go out and visit with employees. Mm-hmm. And I, every visit, whether it's the uh, Newington Garage or uh, the Mental Health Center or the Maryfield Center, I mean, employees are just so glad to see you. Because mm-hmm. we are so big, uh, it's often, uh, well, it's impossible to get out yeah, and, and yeah. meet with everyone. Uh, but, you know, I've always tried to keep uh, an open door policy, me and the leadership team. Uh, you can send us an email. We do answer emails. Right, uh, we don't right. have somebody that does that for <laughs> us. It may take a little while to get back to right. you. But I think just letting people know you care and uh, you would be out there more often if you could. 
uh, is one of the uh, you know responsibilities right. that, that I think I I try to do getting out there. Also, the citizens, uh, you know, the citizens. I, I can. It's certainly peak times during budget season and mm. some other times of the year when you get out there, you have a lot of community engagement. Right. Uh, also the board members, you know, there's 10 board members and each <laughs> board member uh, certainly has needs and right. needs to communicate with you. So it's it's a very uh, busy position. I've often described it as it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. Mm. You know, you commit to it and it's full time. Whenever something comes up, you just have to right. stop and deal with it. Well, you mentioned 10, 10 supervisors, different needs in their district, different priorities, citizens or residents, different priorities for them. County agencies have different priorities, work they're doing, funding request. That's a lot to to take in, to juggle, to cipher, and then to, to make the, de, the decision or the recommendation to the board. Um, priorities, how do you try to Try to work with those. Well, I think one of the advantages I had uh, as county executive and, and one of the um, requirements uh, in state code and by the board is the county executive has to put together a budget. And, uh, you know, since I started my career in budget, right. uh, the advantage of working in budget is you get to see the whole picture of the county. You're not mm. just isolated in a particular unit, a particular agency. So. I think in my years of growth uh, in the budget office, I got to see a lot of different things. And I, and I find that that really helped me hmm. uh, when I became county executive in terms of how uh, I knew a lot of people to go to. I, I knew how to make things happen. I'd see things that hadn't worked before. So I had that experience, which I felt was really an advantage to me because uh, dependent on the real estate tax, which we always will be, almost two-thirds of our revenues come from that. You have to try to be creative, and uh, I, I feel like I had a real good background that helped mm -hmm. me do that. Um, so um, you're right. Making priorities is not easy. We, yeah. we will never have enough money to do the things that we want to do. Sure. And we have many, many county programs that are just excellent. People come to the county for the quality of life, whether it's schools, whether it's public safety, parks or library. I can tell you all of those areas would love to do more, and they could do great work. Mm -hmm if we had more money, but we don't. So uh, I think, you know, as we go forward, one of our challenges is going to be uh, change is inevitable and how do we mm -hmm. reallocate and reprioritize what we have because right. we're never going to be at the stage where we can do everything uh, that we want to do. Right. You mentioned uh, coming from the Department of Management and Budget. I think you started in uh, 1977, 1977, August of 77 as a budget analyst. So. Can you remember back to those first few days, few weeks, first months? What what is what were you doing? What's a budget I, analyst? I remember vividly yeah. what happened. Uh, I was so excited to get on as a budget analyst one, and the budget office. Uh, I tell people gave me the opportunity to work twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they nice encouraged you to work. Uh, it was an environment where um, we had mandatory weekend work. Uh, we wow. we. Um, uh, were assigned a caseload, and back then, you have to remember, this goes way back, we didn't have computers. Everything was typed. Every oh budget gosh. that was put together, I can tell you that when a page went to the print shop, sometimes it might be an eighth of an inch thick because it had so much scotch tape on it with paste over it, everything. Wow. We didn't have erasable bond paper back there. Oh we had a pool of typists that pulled everything together. And you can imagine from spreadsheets to narrative, uh, it, it was a production. It took a while yeah. to get a budget out. So I can remember coming in, and I was I came into the Massey building, and I had a, a dial phone that had push buttons on it. 
My office mate was Penny Trick. I sat behind this table of files. We shared an office, and uh, I was assigned a caseload of agencies that included animal control, police department, uh, civil service commission, a host of others. And we were assigned to go out and do our analysis on the budget. Of course, they had guidelines in terms of what we were supposed to do. We had to write up our recommendations. Then we had to make those recommendations to the director and then the deputy, and then we'd meet with the county executive, and it was quite a production. And you'd go in and talk to the county executive as to why you would recommend something. And then there was an opportunity for department heads to come in and either (laughs) say they got it right or I'm going to disagree with what they said. It was, it was quite a process, but it was a great, great uh, learning experience. Yeah. But uh, we worked hard. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. The, the hard work never, ever bothered anyone. It mm. just seemed like there was a, a camaraderie back then. Mm. And one of the advantages of uh, working in the Massey Building was we could go out to lunch. You know, we could just walk down to Fairfax right, City because right. there was a whole bunch of uh, places to go. And you could walk and you needed that break. And I know we looked forward every uh, two weeks because we took our paycheck, our paper paycheck, and walked to the bank on the corner that is still (laughs) there. And you could go into that bank and you'd see lines and lines of county employees depositing their check. But it was, uh, you know, it was, I learned a lot. I worked really hard. uh, But it was also a fun time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the bonds I made back then with a lot of folks I still have today. So it was it was challenging. I learned a lot. But uh, I always swore that if I was ever in a position that I could make things better mm-hmm. and not make people have to work on Saturdays or Sundays, I would do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I and, did. I did. And you, you, you rose up through the management budget? I rose up month? through the, the ranks. And uh, I guess, you know, one of my uh, career advice to employees is, is that we all get to a point in our career when we think that uh, nothing's ever going to change. We're never going to get an opportunity. Mm. And I can remember, uh, you know, with the turnover in the budget office, um, I came to a point after four or five years where I never thought anybody was going to retire or anybody was going to die. <laughs> right. I'd never have an opportunity. And everybody ahead of me had so much seniority, I would never get ahead. And I went out for a job interview uh, out west. And after spending a couple days uh, in this town in Arizona, I realized how wonderful Fairfax was. Hmm. And sometimes you really have to get away from Mm -hmm. Fairfax to Mm -hmm. realize how great we have it here. Uh, The degree of professionalism at the staff, the opportunities that we have as employees, very few places offer what we offer here. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I'd come back and take my chances and as luck would have it, uh, things started opening up for me. Mm -hmm. And I I managed to move up through the ranks, which is what I wanted to do all along. So you became director of the I became Department of director of the budget. management and budget back in uh, 1989. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So 12, 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Doesn't seem long, but you know when you're at that age, yeah. uh, a year seems too long. It you know, seems we, like it took forever. We, we always think that uh, we're ready for something more than maybe we are. Right. And, and I think that's one of the things I also try to tell younger employees. Um, you know, I was ambitious. I was impatient. But sometimes you just have to be patient. You're right. not necessarily ready for what you think you are. Right. And I think that's what's so good about the county today is, is that <laughs> through mentoring and just talking to folks, you can get that advice that says, slow down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, things will happen for you, but this is what you really need to do to right. make you successful. Right. You know, you don't want to go into a position where you're going to fail. And that's what I tell employees. Make sure you're ready for it, mm-hmm. uh, not just in your mind but also with your credentials and your confidence right. level. 
We're talking with Ed Long, County Executive of Fairfax County, and uh, kind of looking at, at his career and the county executive uh, position. And from that management and budget background or leadership role as director, you then moved up to deputy county executive? Is that That's correct? right. And I guess, you know, one of the things that uh, that struck me in my early days in the budget office, and, and I think this, this was very important, you know, as county executive, uh, I had the opportunity to work for a lot of great people over the years. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that always left an impression on me was Jay Lambert. Hmm. And early in the 1980s, uh, I can remember being involved in a meeting where I was tasked to go out and find money to buy this piece of land because (laughs) the government center was, uh, uh, we were outgrowing the Massey building. And Jay had a vision that the county was always going to continue to grow and that we needed a facility to house county employees. And Jay came up with the concept of we needed to build the government center. Mm -hmm. And I can remember that there was a very elaborate process that we went through, which site to pick, but it was Jay that teed that up that said, we need to do this. And mm-hmm. and the financing of that with Jay Lambert, Pat McDonald, and Eileen Blake was just so creative in terms of how we did that uh, with the Panino building and the Heritage building mm-hmm. across the street and this building here. It was a very small amount of cash that was actually put out. Wow. And the original deal actually included us leasing the buildings across the street and then owning them after uh, 30 years. Uh, now, that changed over time, but it was a very unique concept. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, when the government center opened in the early 90s, uh, we were going through a recession. We called it Doomsday One. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, the government center was looked at as a Taj Mahal as mm. opposed to a functional facility that's right. really uh, that was really needed. And that, that was unfortunate. But I think today we're over that I think people come into the government center today, they don't realize it's as old as it is, over 25 years old. That's true. It's well-maintained. It's great in terms of functionality. There's places to park. There's conference rooms. So I think the thing that Jay taught us is you have to think strategically. You right. have to be a visionary. And I think all uh, department heads, county executives need to think that way, not just what's happening today, but what's happening in the next five or ten years. Because Change is inevitable. It's going mm-hmm. to keep happening, and it's better to be prepared for it right. instead of letting it, uh, you know, drive you in a direction right. you don't want to go. Well, and when you were talking about the the government center, as well as some of the other county facilities uh, across the county, four hundred something square miles, meeting places, services provided. I mean, it's it's really. A, a, a gathering place, if you will, for, for, for the residents. Yeah, I mean, the government center is is the people center. Mm. You know, I've, I've always tried to, to focus that. It's not just a place you come to pay your bills. It's not just a place to come if you have a problem or you have an issue. Uh, I think, you know, we've tried to make the government center more friendly. When the uh, county uh, celebrate Fairfax Fair, uh, moved to the government center, I think that started us on the path that you know, this is the People Center, and, and the fair is a very exciting event here. Uh, the fact that we've actually had weddings in the forum. Uh, wow. You know, we have a farmer's market on Thursdays. We have concerts in the back. Our, our employee awards uh, we do in the forum. I think the more and more we do that, people see the utility of this facility, yeah. and, and people want to use it, which I think is absolutely great. And one of the things, if you look at the front of the building, you would never know that there is such a wonderful back to the building. That's true. With picnic tables and streams and walks back there. I mean, one of the things uh, we've been doing the last few years is a long walk. 
And I think a lot of people that have taken that walk with me realize how wonderful it is to maybe go out on your lunch hour or after work and just walk around in the back and just it, right. it's just so calming to go, to go back there right. and um, so there's a lot of things here that you know I hope more and more people right. over time take advantage of yeah the 9/11 Memorial Grove is but in the exactly, back and exactly and I want to kind of hit something you kind of glossed over the, the long walk that's not because it's a 20 30 mile <laughs> walk right it's the the long walk because Ed Long? <laughs> well, you know, it was amazing. Uh, the HR folks came to me, Susan Kirkman, John Clow, said, um, you know, we're getting ready for open season on health care. And we really want to emphasize wellness this year, which I'm really into. I think, you know, the more that people take care of themselves, the less claims it is for the county. Mm. So they said, would you be willing to go on and sponsor a long walk? around the government center and they said well we'll do it a mile and a half because i said you know i don't want to i i want this to be successful right. i don't want uh, you know the fire department to come and have to pick me up <laughs> so they said fine and uh, they designed a t-shirt and uh, i expected you know there'd be 30 or 40 people that were going to show up well the last time we had one of these scheduled we had 800 people wow. <laughs> that uh, that showed up and uh, i am just amazed uh, how many people uh, have have turned up and gone on the long walk with me. And uh, it's been so successful, they want me to do one more long walk. And we're gonna do that on, uh, I think it's September 8th, Friday, September 8th. And I would encourage everybody to come out. It really is a fun event. Uh, Not only do you get the t-shirt, which I'm always curious is, what's the color gonna be for this long walk? And also, uh, you know, we also raffle away Devices that encourage wellness, from mm. Fitbits to pedometers to so forth. So, I encourage people to come out. Uh, it seems like everybody's had a, you know, fun right, time when right. they do it. Uh, so it it actually is one of those things that I really didn't think would amount to much. That right. I'm I'm just amazed and pleased that yeah. it's become so popular. Kind of one 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 more thing to add to the I guess the legacy list or things that you can kind of look back on and feel like you had a part in creating creating something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of continuing on your journey. This is, um, I guess, your second retirement from Fairfax County. That's because right. Because you were, as we had talked about, moved up to Deputy County Executive, Chief Financial Officer. I think it was 2011 uh, when you decided to to hang it up and step away. Uh, well, I, I decided to hang it up in uh, 2011. Uh, we were still doing the Focus Project then. And uh, Jack Dale and Tony Griffin asked me if I would work part-time mm-hmm. to make sure that that got to conclusion. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Uh, and then um, the opportunity came uh, when the chairman, Chairman Bullova, asked if I would consider being an interim county executive as they were mm-hmm. going through their their search for a new county executive. And I'd always wanted to be county executive. Right. And as one thing led to another, um, it worked out to where the board offered me the position. Yeah. So I uh, I became county executive in April are. of 2012, yeah. and I've loved every minute of it. I can't believe that it's been a little over five years, right. uh, and time has just flown by. And that was a, a plan, I guess? Were you... Were you it was not a plan. It was not a plan. I didn't apply. I, I'd always wanted to be county executive, but when I uh, retired, uh, I figured it wasn't going to happen. Right. And uh, I had put that away. And then opportunity just yeah. happens. You know, sometimes in life you never know yeah. uh, 
good things and bad things uh, come your way. And, and this was a good thing that yeah. came my way, and I, I took advantage of it. Well, I guess I meant the, the plan was to, to not stay here for 20 or 30 years in, in your no, sec- second time no, around. No, my, my second time around, I, uh, you know, I, exactly. I, I, made it, I made it clear to the board, you know, I, I think there comes a point when, you know, you should walk away. Mm. You know, I'll be 65 this fall, and I think that's a good time. Mm. And, uh, you know, there are... You've, I've devoted 40 years of my life to right. uh, to work. Uh, one of the things I've never been able to do is take a vacation in the fall. You know, with the budget, budget yeah. because of budget <laughs> and because of uh, just other things, uh, there are certain times that are off limits. And the fall, I love. My wife and I are looking forward to doing a lot of things in the fall. And I and I just think, you know, it's it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody said, well, you know, there's so much left to do. Well, there's always going to be so much left to do. You know, whatever you decide to go, there will be many things left left to do. But I I have to admit, I am so proud of the county workforce and the leadership team. We have such good people here that, uh, you know, I will continue to live in Fairfax County and I will continue to sleep well at night knowing that it's in good hands Mm -hmm. with our board and with the staff. um, And we'll continue to be a great place. Right. Just a couple of minutes left on the county conversation, talking with Ed Long, county executive, who's retiring on uh, September 15th, 2017. If you're happening to listen to this podcast after that date, he'll be uh, laying on a beach somewhere, (laughs) traveling in the fall, doing something. Who knows? We'll we'll ask about that in a minute. But uh, up until September 15th, still on the job and still taking care of business in Fairfax County. Um, Is there a plan? And I know there is a plan. Is there... What, what happens on September 15th when, when you retire to fill that position, and, and is there planning for that secession, if you the, will? The board has been planning for that. The position has been advertised. Uh, I think the position will close toward the end of September. Uh, the board has named uh, Kirk Kincannon as the uh, acting county executive. Uh, he will do a great job uh, until the board selects mm-hmm. a permanent county executive. And he's the director. He is of currently the director park, of the Park, park Authority park. right now. Okay. And I believe that uh, the schedule for the board is to pick somebody, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, by Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, with searches, you never know what's going to happen. Right. You never know who's going to apply. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but that's the plan right now. And I'm sure that whoever the board picks uh, will, do, will do an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Looking back, you mentioned 40 years. It could be currently in, in the county exec role or any other stage of your career. I know you mentioned the long walk as a, a thing you're proud of, but are there other memorable things that you look back on and say, oh, I'm really proud of that, or I'm, I'm glad I was involved with that, or this really stands out? I, I think the thing that really tugs at my heartstrings is as we develop and grow as employees, and I know what struggle I had wanting to mm-hmm. get ahead, mm-hmm. I really have emphasized uh, employee development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the county offers so many programs from the COG IRE session to the uh, George Mason Master's program to the, Inova, to the NOVA program where we let people take Fridays off to get a degree. I, I just think that's so important because we have so many people retiring. We have so many opportunities. I want to make sure that people are aware of those opportunities mm-hmm. and that they get the skills to compete for those positions right. when they become vacant. And as my tenure has uh, coming to a close here as county executive, the things that warm my heart the most 
I've gotten emails from employees that have taken advantage of those learning opportunities. I'll share a couple with you. Mm -hmm. One was I try to meet with the GMU uh, master's uh, cohort before they start their program Mm -hmm. because it's a very demanding program. It's Mm -hmm. a two and a half year program. It's very demanding. And there was a uh, employee that uh, had four children. And I asked her, I said, how are you going to do your job, take care of your children, do your schoolwork, and survive? (laughs) And she said, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to show my kids what you can do, and I'm going to have them do their homework beside me. Well, after the program, I got a letter from her, an email from her, thanking me for letting her participate in the program. And she said that, you know, while... It was challenging around the holidays and birthdays, and maybe they didn't get to do as much that they would have liked to for vacations and things. It was so rewarding and worth it that she would do it over again, and she appreciated that opportunity. And that made me feel so proud because one of the things I try to emphasize to folks is take the initiative. Here's an employee who took the initiative. She is a stronger person and employee. And look what she did for her family, too. And now uh, she'll be able to compete for positions as they become vacant. And and I've gotten other notes from employees that have gone through the COG IRE where they have, uh, you know, heard something that I've said that is really, you know, want them to move forward in their career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, before I became county executive, I had the opportunity to teach for 11 years at uh, George Mason and some at American University. And I I always uh, loved it when students would come to me and say, you know, I never really understood uh, what that was all about until I took your class and now it makes perfect sense to me. Mm. So I just felt like I've been able to give back a little. And I think it's those kinds of notes that people send me that make me feel, uh, you know, just warm inside that maybe I've touched somebody and and helped them in their career. Forty years of service to Fairfax County, Ed Long, the county executive. Uh, Just a quick note, uh, uh, 2012 Distinguished Local Government Leadership Award recipient from the Association of Government Accountants, also received the A. Heath OnThink Award, which is Fairfax County's highest employee award back in 2006, serving as the last five years as being county executive for Fairfax County, retiring on Friday, September 5th, so that would make Monday... September 18th, the first workday, you won't be going to work. So what are you going to be doing? You're going to be sleeping late? Well, on um, <laughs> Wednesday the 20th, my wife and I start our yoga class. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we start yoga in September. Uh, I will continue to play a lot of golf. Uh, and then in October, we're going to celebrate my wife's birthday in Raleigh with our family and go to the North Carolina State Fair it's nice. much bigger down there yes. uh, than some of the fairs we I'm see up North here. I'm from North Carolina. been there many times. Yeah, and then we are uh, going to go see the Grand Illumination in Williamsburg in early December. Wow. Spend more time with family at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's as far as I've planned right now. Well, that sounds like a, a, enough of a plan. 
Ed, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to be with us on the County Conversation, and thanks for your service to Fairfax County. And Jim, thank you, and thank you for all you do. Appreciate I, it. I really appreciate your good work. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the County Conversation. Uh, if you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, we encourage you to go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Again, thanks for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.